Hey, greetings, everyone. Lieutenant Colonel Allen West, and welcome to the Steadfast and Loyal Podcast. You gotta light them up before they burn it down. This episode of the Steadfast and Loyal Podcast is brought to you by our friends at the United States Concealed Carry Association. The USCCA is about something bigger than the right to bear arms. It, it is a resource to help you be ready for the before, during, and after of a self-defense incident. If you are not one of the 500,000-plus responsibly armed Americans who are proud USCCA members, then now is the time to explore USCCA. SCCA membership. Click learn more below right now to learn about the life-saving education, industry-leading training, and self-defense liability insurance. Click learn more right now. And once again, as a reminder, the USCCA is not an insurance company. A policy has been issued to the USCCA by Universal Fire and Casualty Insurance Company. That policy provides the association and its members with self-defense liability insurance subject to its terms, conditions, and exclusions, limitations and exclusions. And remember, with your USCCA Membership, you get the really cool Conceal Carry magazine. This is the March, April, February, March edition of 2023. So again, click learn more, join the United States Conceal Carry Association. We'll be right back. Hey, greetings, everyone. Welcome back to the Steadfast and Law podcast. And let's talk about the issue that, you know, many of us are tired of talking about, but certain people just want to politicize this issue and try to use it to gain leverage points or to undermine a constitutional right. You know exactly what I'm talking about. You know, I graduated from the University of Tennessee, so the state of Tennessee is very near and dear to my heart, and I'm very familiar with the Nashville area. My uncle graduated from Tennessee State University back in the day, and I've been back to Nashville many a times. And to see what happened at the Coventry Christian School, where a person went in, shot through the door, and murdered three children and three adults. Now, we have come to understand that this person was a 28-year-old, you know, transgender, whatever. let's just call it what it is, a person who suffered from gender dysphoria, which has been designated a mental condition by the American Psychiatric Association. Audrey Hale, 28 years of age, who is a female, biological female, but for whatever reason was playing in the sandbox of delusion and thought that she was a male. Now, what is very interesting for me, because, of course, the left is going to default to now we got to get rid of these, quote unquote, assault weapons. And remember, we kind of debunked this whole assault weapon thing. Anything that is used to assault another individual is an assault weapon. We're talking about semi-automatic firearms, being it handguns 
or even a rifle. Now, this individual, Audrey Hale, had three weapons. Semi-automatic AR styles. One was an AR pistol, another AR rifle, and also a semi-automatic handgun were used. Audrey Hale was engaged by police officers who responded within 12 minutes of the emergency call, and she was killed. And I'm sure on the death certificate, it will say, male, female, she's female. Because I don't care what delusion you have, your DNA, your chromosomes, all that does not change. But here's the issue that I want to bring out. Instead of us having this conversation about how me, a legal law-abiding citizen, all of a sudden I need to have control measures put upon me, the Form 4473, which is the form that you have to go in and fill out when you purchase a, a weapon, and we have already come to understand that two of the three weapons that Audrey Hale had were legally purchased. Don't know about the third weapon, if it was a straw buyer or, or what. And I think that all of us would be very, you know, against any type of illegal acquisition of a weapon. But on the Form 4473, it asks very simply, are there any issues with depression or any mental illness or things of this nature? Now, if the American Psychiatric Association has said that gender dysphoria, which some of the symptoms of gender dysphoria is depression, anxiety, is a mental condition, then maybe Audrey Hale should not have been able to acquire firearms. I'm, I'm just saying. I mean, just the same as for me, if I had been, you know, other than honorably or dishonorably discharged from the United States military, there's a question on the Form 4473 that asks if you were dishonorably discharged from the United States military. Can't get a firearm if you were. That's if people upload it in a database. Unfortunately, the shooting that happened in Sutherland Springs was because the United States Air Force did not upload into the database that shooter's offenses. He had been charged, convicted, of domestic abuse crime, another question on 4473, and then he also had a disarmable discharge from the United States Air Force. None of that was put into the background check system, the NICS system. And so that person went out, lied on their 4473, got firearms, and several churchgoers in Sutherland Springs down in South Texas lost their lives. Of course, it was an NRA-trained firearms instructor with an AR semi-automatic rifle, Stephen Williford, that neutralized him and ended his assault. I mean, so is the AR bad when it's in the hands of a person that stops the use of an AR for something that's bad? See, it has nothing to do with the tool, the instrument. It has everything to do with the person. And so coming back to what we just saw happen in Nashville, Tennessee, I don't think that they're going to talk very much about this shooting in Nashville because of the nature of the shooter. Because as we seem to put together all the dots and connect them, we're going to find out that this was a well-planned, laid out. The police have already said that Audrey Hale had a map 
of the school, a school that she attended, a map of the school with all the entry exit points and everything. I mean, this was planned out. This was premeditated. And it seems to be in response to a recent piece of legislation that just passed in the state of Tennessee, which banned gender mutilation surgeries and hormonal therapies and puberty blockers to children. As a matter of fact, we've come to find out that somebody somehow created this transgender day of vengeance in response to that legislation being passed. So here we have an individual that suffers from, again, not Alan West saying this, but an individual that suffers from what the American Psychiatric Association has called a mental condition, gender dysphoria, that has some very disturbing symptoms that somehow <laughs> goes in and gets firearms when the question on the 4473 asks you about mental illnesses and things of that nature. And we have the community there in Tennessee upset about a piece of legislation that passed that protects children. Audrey Hale was 28. And then they call for a transgender day of vengeance. To me, that's calling for violence. So are, are we going to go out and find out who are the people that initiated this transgender day of vengeance? See, the, the media always will flock to the story that backs up their narrative or backs up their talking point. I guarantee you, the binder, as Jesse Warder calls her, Corrine uh, Jean-Pierre, she's not going to talk about this shooting anymore. Just the same as you did not hear them talk too much about the shooting at Michigan State University once they found out it was a black gentleman who, oh, by the way, should not have been able to have a weapon because he had a previous charge, but there was one of those woke social justice DAs that downgraded his felony offense so he could go back out there and get another weapon. And now you got students at Michigan State University that will be scarred forever, some lost their lives, because of wokeness, because of undermining our established system of gun regulation, firearms acquisition. Because it was more about the identity politics. Just the same as the young black teenager who was well known to be violent out in Denver, Colorado, who goes into the high school and shoots a couple of administrators. They knew who this individual was. And on top of that, guess what they had done out there in Denver, Colorado? They had voted to remove armed school resource officers from school. So there you got it. Kid comes in. He's armed. They try to do a pat-down check. He just pulls out the weapons and commits the shooting. But see, you know, they want to talk about the gun. They don't want to talk about the stupid policies. Just the same as Nicholas Cruz down at Stoneman Douglas High School, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Broward County. I know that school very well. It was in the congressional district that I represented. Nicholas Cruz had all of the, shall I say it, red flags out there, but nothing was done. 
referenced Nicholas Cruz. As a matter of fact, nothing was done because the Obama administration came down with this new legislation, this new rule or whatever you want to call it, that said, you know, we think that when you start to bring these disciplinary actions against black and brown students, it's not nice. It's not fair. So all of these previous transgressions, incidents, calling out to Nicholas Cruz's home went unreported. Nicholas Cruz had been expelled from Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. And he came back and he shot up the school. Or here in Texas, in Uvalde. First and foremost, the shooter in Uvalde, Texas, should have never been able to get firearms. Why? Because he lived with his grandparents, and his grandfather had a felony record. And everyone knows that felons are not, number one, supposed to own firearms, gone. Given it, can't do it, rest of your life. Number two, they cannot be in the proximity, cannot be in a residence that has firearms. So when the shooter in Uvalde, Texas, puts down the address of the residence where his, of his grandparents and where his grandfather lives, that should have been, shall I say it again, a red flag. But no, nothing happened. He was able to get firearms, and we know the rest of the story. And then on top of that, you had law enforcement that sat outside and allowed the massacre to continue. What if you had had parents they were armed. They said, I'm going in there to protect my children. See, that's what happens when you disarm. You're there at the, the bay and the obedience of government entities. And it's up to whether or not they're going to be successful. Or you look in Colorado and what happened there, where the woke school board decided they didn't want to have armed school resource officers. And so... Therefore, those two administrators were shot. Therefore, any of those students could have been in danger. Or you look at what happened in, I think it was Virginia Beach or Hampton, Virginia. Six-year-old black kid, six-year-old first grader, gets his mother's weapon and goes to school and shoots the teacher. They don't want to talk about that. See, March Madness is coming to a close. The Final Four will be happening down in Houston, Texas. There will be more law enforcement, more protection for that sporting event. Or there's more law enforcement protection for a concert than there are at our schools. And the leftists are the ones that are saying, we don't want it. We don't want school resource officers there. The leftists are the ones that are saying, we don't want teachers to be armed even if they're trained and qualified, they don't want the teachers to be armed. So it's the leftists that are saying, here's a gun-free zone. We don't care about our kids. Well, we care if we can, like, change them from boy to girl, girl to boy. I mean, that's, that's what they care about. But they don't care about their safety and security. They're defunding police all over the place, so you don't have enough people to be dutied over to be school resource officers. Or even think about some of these high schools out here, like where, where I went to high school in Atlanta, Georgia, Grady High School. Of course, the woke people changed it to Mid Midtown High School, so I don't even have the same high school name. But anyhow, we had an Army ROTC program. So all of these high schools that have ROTC programs, which means you have retired military officers and senior non-commissioned officers, why couldn't they be as well? Armed, 
and a level of defense in our schools. See, I'm talking about solutions. I'm not talking about partisan politics. I'm not talking about media propaganda. But that's what the other side's talking about. Because they're going to use, as Rahm Emanuel said, never let a good crisis go to waste, except for when you have the crisis that does not fit your talking point in your narrative. There are very few outlets that are talking about Audrey Hale and her background. Yeah, yeah, her. I'm not playing this pronoun selection game. I'm not playing in the playground of someone else's delusion, someone else's mental condition, and we shouldn't either. And let me tell you something else that just happened this week, recently, here in the state of Texas, where we're trying to do the exact same thing that Tennessee did in banning these gender mutilation surgeries. That's all it is. You're not, it's not gender-affirming care. You're just whacking off healthy body parts of children. The hormonal therapies, the puberty blockers that go into children. We've got legislation up in this legislative session down in Austin, Texas, to make sure that doesn't happen here in the Lone Star State. Well, there were some trans activists, gender dysphoric activists, who were speaking during a hearing. And of course the rules don't apply to the leftists because they're just tyrannical in nature. And so the speaker there at this hearing start referring to Republicans and start talking about this legislation in terms of them being Nazis and being Hitler. Always. The left always, if you stand in the way of their agenda, you're a Nazi. Well, Nazi stands for National Socialist, but never let you know, that good little piece of information and fact go to be understood. So this person is yelling and screaming and, and using these invectives, these, these very horrific monikers, because they want to be able to go after our children. See, they, that's what they think is important for our children, not protecting them from Audrey Hale, not protecting them from the shooter at Michigan State, not protecting them or even the teachers from this six-year-old little boy. And, and why has anyone not been held accountable? If a six-year-old little boy is able to get his mother's gun, then the mother should suffer consequences for that. That teacher is going to be scarred for her life there in Virginia. So the whole point is that are we now supposed to be concerned, be in some type of fear, that this very teeny tiny small minority, if they cannot go in and mutilate our children, if we cannot continue to push hormonal therapies and puberty blockers on our children, they're going to start declaring days of vengeance all over the place. Who's the next person that's going to pop up somewhere and shoot people? I mean, we've already seen the left inspire and encourage someone to want to assassinate Republican members of Congress who are just practicing ba baseball. See, we've got to talk about this issue for what it is. This is about protecting our children. And schools should not be a gun-free zone. There should be a single point, entry and exit. There should be individuals there that are armed. And look, you've got so many veterans of the United States military out there, highly trained, highly qualified, 
why couldn't we have across some school boards that type of security force that's out there? Two to three at a school because you got to make sure you rotate them all, bathroom breaks, lunch breaks, whatever. But two or three members to just make sure that no one can shoot through a door and then enter into a school and commit the carnage that we saw Audrey Hale do. Why can't we make sure that we, we look and, and say to some teachers, you know, if you are already a trained concealed carry license holder, we will allow you to, to carry here. And we'll give you a zone or sector in the school to make sure that you are locked on. And you're responsible for making sure that that area is safe in case of an active shooter situation. Why can't we do these things and post warnings that say, don't come here seeking to do harm because here are the protective measures that we have in place. The officers got there in 12 minutes, but a lot, as you see, can happen in 12 minutes. A lot can happen in five minutes. We got to start treating our children and the places where they go to get an education better than we do concerts and sporting venues. They're a far more precious resource. But we also need to be very serious and start addressing the real issues behind a lot of these shootings and not try to use it as a political tennis ball. Gender dysphoria is a mental condition. Audrey Hale shows that what could happen, what did happen, when something is triggered inside someone because of that mental condition and because legislation is passed to protect children, that's what the bottom line is. And it doesn't help, Joe, when you sat there doing that interview with the Daily Show people saying that protecting children from gender mutilation surgeries, protecting children from these hormonal therapies and all of these, protecting children from these puberty blockers, things that will affect them for the rest of their lives, you called that sinful. Your language contributed to this as well. Now people are going to say, Colonel, that's harsh. No, it's not. Because that's what the left does. And they have far less justification when they do it than the statement that I just made. Let's start protecting our children. And I will tell you that when I'm out and about with Jackson, the old colonel's packing. Because I will make sure that my grandson is safe wherever he is if he's under my watchful eye. And when he is going to school, the very first thing that the old colonel is going to ask, what's your security plan? When was the last time you had an active shooter drill? And who on this campus are designated to be your very first responders in case? And then I want to know what's the response time if you practice it practiced it with local law enforcement. Every single parent, every single grandparent, that's what you should be asking. Shame on the left for once again 
trying to leverage political scoring points over this tragedy instead of really talking about what this issue was all about. Steadfast and loyal. Before they burn it down